You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. That was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Friday, it's the big show. It's Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's not a Flames game day. That happens tomorrow afternoon as those pesky Tampa Bay Lightning will be in town. Um, We got lots to discuss uh, this morning. Some dude named Lanny McDonald's joining us at 7.30. Like, like Lanny's literally like the pseudo-mayor of Calgary, right? There's no question about that. All you got to do is tell him Lanny sent you. Okay, yeah, for sure. That's my line. <laughs> okay. That's the uh, golden voice of producer Patrick Dumont. Um, 8 o'clock, uh, Jason Bukala, Sportsnet analyst, uh, former professional scout. Books has boots on the ground. He's out scouting somewhere. I don't know exactly. I didn't want to ask him. I kind of wanted to let it be a surprise. Okay. But he's out taking some look at some guys. You might have read his story on how the Oilers should approach the upcoming NHL trade deadline. A uh, new series that he's working on up until the March 3rd deadline. He's going to do one for every Canadian team. I like started this, with the Oilers. I like this Taves article. Also like, just did a Taves article. Is Matty Rose like Jason Bukala's hype man? Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Oh, 100%. Trying to get a new deal. Look yeah. at you. And the voice of the Calgary Flames, uh, Derek Wills, would join us at 8.30. Um, was he on the station yesterday? Because... Was he? I think we should. We'll have him at eight thirty today. <laughs> Our boy talking about the Calgary Flames every Friday. And then, uh, what do you got coming up at nine o'clock? Have you figured out a working title for the show yet? No, just big show in hour four. <laughs> That's we're doing. <laughs> I with like that you. This has been an ongoing just, bit, just, and you've just been like, "Yeah, we'll just big go show with hour the same. four. Yeah. 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 Uh, technical director Alex Brody, do you have any ideas for the fourth hour of the big show? Well, so I do the the online schedule. So I just I just made the executive decision, named it Big Show Plus on there. Oh, there but, you go. Oh, okay, so now Big it's Show, Big Show Plus. <laughs> Big Show Plus. Okay, okay, I already make an executive. I like decisions. that title. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure if the higher ups like that title. Oh, I don't think so. Mm. Mm. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, he made the executive decision. Doesn't that make him a higher up? Yeah. I, if he can make a logo, if Alex doesn't have to outsource Toronto <laughs> to make a logo for this, <laughs> right. we can call it Big Show Plus. Okay. There we go. I like it. We should have like a big plus and then like just you and like the silhouette of you and Alex in the background, I think would be awesome. <laughs> I the like silhouette. That. Replace us, like have Alex as the saddle dome and me as the camera. Yeah, tower. yeah. You guys behind, like, because yeah. I kind of like our snappy <laughs> logo. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's great. Like as the tower just stands tall, nice and erect in the middle of that. The logo, uh-huh. and I think if we had the silhouette of you two behind the erect tower, I uh-huh. think that would be great. Had to do it twice. Eh? It, it used to be the tall. Uh, it used to be the most erect tower in the okay. city. Actually, Let's really, yeah. Settle down, fellas. Back when it was built. No way. How yeah. old is the tower? Actually, the Calgary uh, Tower. It's over fifty years now. Really? Yeah. It opened like sixty. It looks good for its age. It's been through some work, but yeah, yeah. it's it's changed its colors over. The lights time. are cool. I did see um, Eric Francis did tweet out the New Year's Eve fest. Festivities around oh, yeah, the, thing the fireworks. The fireworks. Look really good. Yeah, that's, that's the first I time they impressed. did it off the tower. This was the first time. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, I was impressed. Uh, Calgary's a beautiful city. There's no question about that. Um, flames don't play tonight. Uh, you get a bit of more of a respite 
Uh, but you got an afternoon game to watch tomorrow, one o'clock, Flames and uh, Lightning. And I want to ask our text line, 960, 960. Should Jacob, do you have a call right now? Is that? Uh, no, that was, I think it was just, I have to wake I up. I had to buy something. Oh, okay. that was a reminder <laughs> to buy something. At 605 in the morning? Yeah, because if show? I did, because I'd leave here and I would have forgotten. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, okay. I like that. Um, text line 960, 960, name and location. Should Jacob Pelci making his NHL debut uh, tomorrow? Um, nine sixty nine sixty name and location. But we, I want to get to a couple things before we dive into a lot of Flames talk. Mm-hmm. The morning report is sure. straight ahead. We got killer Flames guests today, all about the Calgary Flames. Um, big fan of um, Haley Salvi and show. Um, <laughs> but there was an instance yesterday that happened. <laughs> there was a bit of an incident. And I'm so I'm so glad I was driving at this exact moment. You heard what was going on? I heard it as soon as it happened. I'm like, I thought it was like some radio static when I was going underneath an overpass at the yeah. first bit, but then it kept going and going. Yeah. And I'm like, so what? Um, something happened during Haley's show yesterday. And you know how we are in the morning. We're well, we're jerks, but yeah, we're not okay. this isn't this isn't just before we play what you're about to hear, this has nothing to do with Haley. In fact, you should praise Haley. For trying to plow through to be the professional that she is. Yeah, I was impressed. <laughs> now, I, was imp- I would have not been able yeah. to do the same. Like, I get messed up when the the, the, the we hear like when you had the, the the feed behind you when we tried the inside echo. the lines the echo. Oh no, I I literally you powered through. I, I cannot. I did. Uh, I did a full segment of inside the lines for twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. This first where day whatever here. I said, there was a five second delay in my headphones. I've so tried- I would hear myself five seconds after I talked. And I did that for 25 minutes. I've dealt with that effect before, and I just took off my headphones. Well, I but couldn't do that because I had to hear the guys on the show. You mm-hmm. do the guys. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I was going to say. So you wouldn't have. And mm-hmm. it is. It's like talking in slow motion. Yeah. Like, it, yep. I, I can't do it. I'll, I, I'll get halfway through a sentence like I'm talking right now. It's you'll, no good. You'll get to that point where you can do it. I believe in you, Matt. Rose. I'm just so amateur. I just hope no, it never happens. You're a pro. So <laughs> yesterday during Haley's show, there was an incident. Now again, this has nothing to do with Haley. Total pro. We get into the we get in this morning, um, and Alex goes, "Hey, did you hear what happened on Haley's show yesterday?" I'm like, "No, uh, the Sandman was paying me a visit. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but paying me a visit." And then this this happened yesterday on the show. Um, it's about 41 seconds long. We're gonna play it for you in case you missed it because That's it's kind of funny and like really weird and unsettling at the same time. I <laughs> uh, hit it, Alex. On Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, we are on demand. That's where I thought the static was there. Uh, We're going to have Derek Wills, the voice of the flames on Sports 960, (laughs) join us uh, off the top of the show here shortly. And then later on in the program, we're going to chat with Kristen. She's a national writer with ESPN. We'll take a look around the league. Now, the Calgary Flames lost 4-1 to the Colorado Avalanche last night in... A measuring stick game, even though the Avalanche injury situation is, you know, kind of continued on this season. Uh, No Kale McCarr last night. (laughs) Okay. And then they went to, and then, and then they went to break. Like they went to break, obviously. Derek Alec, Wills was on hold the entire time okay. that that was going on. All right, and so, the break. Perfect. Uh, he was on the station yesterday. We'll ask Derek that question uh, when he jumps on at eight thirty. But Alex, you were actually here during that incident. Yeah, it was pandemonium. Like it's <laughs> nobody. Like, 
That was that sounded a little scary, actually. Like, (laughs) like when when hearing that for the third time now, yeah, hearing that for the third time, like, yeah. (laughs) That's replaced wolf. Hold on, hold on. The uh, the part about we're making I'm making cabbage rolls stop by. No, the avalanche. Come on, bye. I don't know. That feels like that wasn't an accident. <laughs> Somebody knew what they were doing at that time. No, the And he says, come by, right? Yeah, I think so. Come on by. Oh. Hmm. Now, do we have any idea what happened? Like, Alex has a theory. I think he told me last yesterday okay. about it. It's like, so yeah. We, we think, like, at first, I thought this was like somebody had hacked into our station, but I I believe our theory is that Haley she uses AirPods for her Opal connection to do the show. Okay. So we think somehow somebody like connected to her AirPods from a random location on like a random frequency, and just totally stole her feet because the only thing up on the board was her Opal. Like that was the only thing going out to the airwaves. So someone what? had to like just connect to her stuff. I guess I don't know. It's weird. Like, uh, like what? Who is that smart enough to know at that exact same time? I just think it's like some sort of doing the show from like a a Starbucks. (laughs) And they just act in. (laughs) Like I, that feels like an inside job. Like that's what that does. Yeah. Like uh, see. What was the the BBC broadcast where someone had taped the phone earlier yeah, this we, week? We, yeah, we did that story earlier this week when somebody taped the phone at the back of the studio with all the pornographic noises. Yeah. But this feels like a total inside job. This wasn't a random... Like, again, I, I don't want to put my tinfoil conspiracy hat on, but some of the stuff that was said during this wasn't like a random frequency of somebody going, hey, uh, you know, it not like they were having a conversation with somebody. They literally said, I'm making cabbage rolls, stop on by. And then went, ah! And then had a conversation. (laughs) Then they made a Tasmanian devil sound. Yeah. Uh, Now what? Now what? Yeah. Hmm. Like, I... I don't think that can happen to our show. In fact, if you can hack into our show, even the better. (laughs) More power to you. Yeah, probably a little more spice. Please do. We have no problems with that. <laughs> yeah, well, that was, that's Makes awesome. for good content. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Come get some cabbage rolls. Oh. No, the avalanche. Rolls. Yeah. <laughs> avalanche getting cabbage rolls. Oh, my God. Um, so what, so Alex, what ended up happening? Like was, was Haley rattled by it? Like what? She came back. They did like five minutes of breaks and she apologized for technical difficulties. And okay. Cause she's a pro. Yeah. For her. Awesome. <laughs> so what? Through. So, but you were here during the chaotic behind the scenes. Yeah. So Taylor and Cameron, they do a great job on the afternoons, but they're even newer than me. And like, I still consider myself new here. So I, I, I was in the studio where you guys are and I heard it. And I just poked my head out and their, their eyes were like paper plates. Like they had no idea what was going on. Like sources they all. And like initially they didn't yeah. know what to do because Haley kept going and like I don't know if they like we had no idea where it was coming from yeah. at first. But after I heard that second uh little Yeah I, I, I just told him to throw it to break. I just said go to break, don't, yeah. don't say anything, just get out. Yeah, you gotta go to break. So because I texted him, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> 
Again, there's some there's some shenanigans and some tomfoolery going on there. That was clearly done on purpose. I can just see Art running downstairs to the studio trying to figure out what was happening in here. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, uh, goodness. Again, uh, well, Derek Wills is, is on later. He, apparently, he heard all of that, what was going on. Maybe we'll revisit a little bit that with our, uh, with uh, Derek Wills later on, because he heard all of it apparently live. But then it just went away and then didn't happen again. So they changed the connection. Like, they switched whatever Opal line she was on, and okay. they didn't have the same issue. So, yeah. Interesting afternoon, for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, that's super fun. Uh, and super interesting. Um, wanted to get to something too that uh, Maddie texted me about yesterday, and um, <laughs> just to paraphrase, Maddie was like, "Do I have an accent?" <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what the crux of the conversation was, because um, apparently you went to a car dealership this week, and just give us the backstory on how well you are. Again, I call you the son of Calgary, the child yeah, of Calgary. Sure. Apparently, the person you were driving with said what to you about your 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 voice your accent the way you talk so leasing a vehicle went in had to get some work done on it they want to buy the vehicle so they can resell it and they're like hey we'll get you in something new so let's go for a test drive so i'm test driving some vehicles with the guy and we're chatting and whatever and where you get through maybe five minutes of our drive and, and he leans over and he goes so where are you from <laughs> just out of nowhere like irrelevant of anything we had talked about yeah and i went well what do you what do you mean like i'm, I'm from here and he thought, oh, I thought you'd be more from central Canada with your accent. You don't really Wait. sound like Calgarian. And I went, what? Yeah. What does that, what does that mean? Does that mean I, am I, am I sounding more rural than urban? I, I couldn't figure out what he meant. So I didn't know. I texted you. I said, do I have an accent that sounds more Saskatchewan or Manitoba? Right. Then Calgarian. Now, now, our two Manitobans, on, that's how you say it, right, on our show, um, producer Patrick Dumont, techno director Alex Brody, does does he have a central Canadian accent to you? Well, I, I, I think people from Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta all sound the same. Is there such a thing as a central Canadian accent? Because I don't think there is. Like, also, central Canada is literally just Manitoba and northern Ontario, pretty much. So. Right. <laughs> like, obviously, the Maritimes... <laughs> Yeah, they you have... get the maritime accent, of course. No, because... no question. Yeah, French Canadians have yeah. an accent, mm-hmm. but I think it stops there. Yeah, think... like once you go west of Quebec, I think we all pretty much sound the same. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing I could think of is like Letterkenny, and I was like, "Is that what I sound like? Do I sound like those guys who are, you know, oh the Hicks? A lot of bud. Okay, uh, so hey, I wasn't going to say. No, it. they call themselves the Hicks. <laughs> uh, we just got a text. Wow, now now that you mention it, it does sound like you're from Winnipeg, Maddie. Oh no! Like I, that's like I that's not true. I mean, I've, I'm from Winnipeg, but I've been here since 1992. Not from okay. Winnipeg, Bob. so I don't know. Yeah, Alex, do you think Matt has an accent in any way, shape, or form? Okay, so I've had a hard time like explaining, but I definitely would believe it if Matt said he was from Manitoba. Like you, like what? I don't want to say like you sound like people. Are you saying I, I sound school. like a redneck? No, 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 no. You just you got that distinct sort of like. I don't want to say like a hockey player voice, but like <laughs> what's a hockey player voice? Well, everybody in He's like hockey slang voice type yeah. guys, you know. Hmm. You know, you bud. Know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Drop probably too many F bombs for most yeah, I, people's liking. I've never heard 
you definitely sound like a Canadian dude, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I lean like, into. Like, if American would talk to you, you'd be like, yeah, that guy's from Canada. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, for but, sure. But again, the guy at the dealership telling you you sound like you're not from Calgary. Like, what does a Calgarian That's sound like? That's what I said. It's not I like didn't you... know that we had an accent. Yeah, you don't. Like, I... Thank I've you. been here long enough. Like yeah. I, y'all sound like uh, you do at home to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There I just go. said y'all, and I never say y'all. Yeah, that but was I'm just weird. saying, <laughs> like everyone sounds the same here, like they would back home. You Thank just have you. like different sayings, like kick rocks and beat it. I'm just not accustomed to that stuff. This has been bothering me a little bit. Like I've been very conscious of like the words that I've been using for the last 48 hours. So because this, that, this, this is guy's refreshing. totally in your head. Yeah, he's in he's my in head. Your kitchen now. right now. He dropped it out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like, and you can't shake this now. No, I can't shake it now. I just want to be a Calgarian. That's all I want. Okay. God. All right. I think I think you sound like a Calgarian. Maybe he was just trying to get me rattled. So yeah, I'd probably make a bad decision in a dealership. <laughs> Uh, Landy McDonald at 7.30. Uh, he's going to be part of the Hockey Day in Canada, which go- gets going tomorrow. 15-hour broadcast from Owen Sound. <laughs> got Ontario. the alumni game tonight. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, I got to ask him, like, does he does he still have those beautiful old buckets he used to wear? The like, some of those are just gorgeous pieces of hockey equipment. He didn't rock the Yelfa, did he? He had the, the no. more, like, almost cube one. Yeah, and, like, the ones were, like, like there were some spaces between parts yeah. of the helmet. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, ask yeah, him if he yeah. has some of those um, those buckets. We'll ask Lanny McDonald about that. Flames uh, trying to bounce back after a two-game losing streak. Tomorrow at home against the Tampa Bay Lightning, 960-960, name and location on the text line. Should Jacob Pelche be making his NHL debut tomorrow, Matt Rose? I would love to see Jacob Pelche make his NHL debut tomorrow. Um, I think against the Tampa Bay Lightning, probably not. But I do wonder if maybe the Blue Jacket or Blackhawks game, if that might be the one that we look at more so. Should he be making his NHL debut tomorrow, Patrick Dumont? I mean, like, why not? Like, why just because it's a better team than the team that comes in on Monday and then the next game? Like, it's, it's, if he's going to be an NHLer, you're going to want to play him against any NHL team. It shouldn't matter if they're good or not. And how long has he been up here now? About oh, 10 days now, maybe? They yeah. called him up right before the road trip. So, right. basically week? two weeks. Yeah. Because okay. it was five games on the now, road over 10 days. And then, yeah. Um, on Pat's show yesterday, I heard a very interesting comparison I want to ask you guys about. Sure. They were talking about uh, Manjapani. Uh, came up, uh, you know, was a role guy, and then turned into a top six forward. Played type. on the fourth line with like right. Garnet Hathaway and yeah, the Lance his way up. of the world. Worked his way up. Why couldn't potentially Peltier follow the same road as Andrew Majapani? I don't think he, he he totally can because the the fourth line is is a different line. It's a like, different way of going about yeah. hockey than it was who, ten years ago. It who, st- who's played so good on the fourth line that you can't give Peltier a look at least? I don't think that there is anything wrong with taking it out. I just I do think that there is a a slight size difference if we want to go there mm-hmm. between Pelche and Manjapani. I think Manj is listed at five eleven, Pelche is five nine. There's probably a difference in weight there as well compared to where they were entering the league. Like when Daryl gave a, a nice long answer on Jacob Pelche uh, in his press conference prior to the Avalanche game, he had like a nine minute presser. Had some really good stuff in it. Um, and he talked about Pelche for a, a lengthy little portion of it. And one of the things he talked about is it, this guy's got to gain some weight, like 15-ish pounds on that frame, and he's going to be a force to reckon with. But right now, he just maybe get thrown around a little bit too much. 
and that's how the coaching staff feels, and that's why I don't think we'll see him on a fourth line. Granted, like I do believe the fourth lines are changing in the NHL, and would it really hurt to give him an opportunity? He's been up here, you know, you, you just had a stinker of a game. You know, I understand that being up here mm. is a reward in itself, yeah. but if you're not going to put him in after that game... Well, at the same when time... He, when is he going to get in? Outside of Coleman, Majapani and yeah. Backlund, mm-hmm. which has been the most consistent line on this team for the past month or so, mm-hmm. why not mix in, you know, Pelche with Huberto and Kadri? Why not have a look there? Because this guy isn't a bottom six type forward. Guy's a first round pick, has mm-hmm. the pedigree, scored a ton of points in the American Hockey League. I get that. What would be the harm in trying that guy and moving Lucic down to the fourth line? Because I think we can all agree, and this isn't like crap on Milan Lucic. No, because no. he still belongs in the NHL. Yes. He's Agreed. still he's still an effective player. Mm-hmm. It's just I he's more effective to me anyway when he plays a little fewer minutes. He's mm-hmm. a little fresher and can make that big hit and be that physical presence on the fourth line to get things stirred up, like we saw at the beginning of the season when this team got off such a, such a great start. Yeah. What would be the harm in just trying Peltier with Huberto and Kadri? Maybe it sparks Huberto a little bit. I don't know because as his time as a flame, as we can all agree, has been underwhelming to mm-hmm. say the least. Mm-hmm. Why not try that guy up on that line? Because as I just said, the only line that's been very consistent is the backland line the last month or so. Why not just try something different? Because I don't think there's any question. Vladar's probably going to get the start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's one change you're already doing in the lineup. Uh, you could potentially sit Stone, but is that really going to make that much of an impact? You put Mackey in, okay, sure. That's not really that big of a change, but... Maybe mixing up Pelche, having him with Huberto and Kadri, because that's where I would put him to give him a look. Mm-hmm. Because like even when Phillips was up here, he didn't get a good long look. Because, yeah, the guy's tiny. He's really, really small. But he didn't get those meaningful minutes because when he did play up here, the team ran into some penalty trouble. Yep. And that was that perfect stretch on when this team was taking way too many dumb penalties. The Montreal, but now all Toronto of a sudden, games, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, like why not give this guy a look? And play with those two guys. I just feel like it couldn't hurt. And it's just a little shot in the arm. I'm not saying Jacob Peltier is going to be this. And again, I I haven't seen a ton of Jacob Peltier in my life. I generally just watch the NHL. And I know people love this team here. They follow the Wranglers. They love everything they do. But just give this guy a look on that line. As just a shot in the arm. Because that youthful exuberance might help you out tomorrow against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I I don't disagree with you. I think getting him into the lineup here now rather than later kind of gives you a good opportunity to, um, you know, they had an off day yesterday, didn't practice, didn't go to the the building whatsoever. They'll be there today. They have morning skate at 1030. But the lines were in a blender at the end of last game, right? Huberto and Kadri were not Mm -hmm. together. Backlund and Coleman weren't together. Lindholm and Toffoli uh, remained together, but that was pretty much like the only pairing that we really did see, mm-hmm. you know, stick with each other. So um, I'm intrigued to see what the lines are at practice. I think you got to try and find a way to get him in. And I understand that the coach believes that if he puts him in, it's just going to, he's going to get his teeth kicked in and he's just going to be way over his head. That mm-hmm. that That's what I can glean from the comments that he has made. So I don't know if we actually see it. I would love to, but I don't know. There's just certain things that I've come to expect with this team and how it goes that my hopes aren't high. Like, I'm not expecting Patrick, him to come Mm -hmm. if he does make his NHL debut tomorrow, which 
I don't know. I guess we'll find out today at practice whether or not he's in the lineup for tomorrow if he's on a line. But again, it's just this team's lost two in a row. Mm -hmm. They've looked very flat, especially in the first period of these games. What's wrong with just the shot in the arm move? There's nothing yep. wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that because uh, American Freeman talked about it uh, about the whole. There, you can't make a trade nowadays. It's going to have to be a benching or a waiver thing to make a shot in an arm. Shot in the arm here. The trade's not happening right now. I think that you totally can elevate a guy that can just. He's a first round pick in this city. We've been had for so long with the city. The relationship with the fans and the prospects here. With a prospect, and it's they draft, they draft haven't been great in the in Calgary for very year, many years. It has not been very good. So when you see somebody who's making an impact at a at a lower level, you really want to see him just try it up here. And I know it's the coach, it's whatever, and you know you never think it's going to happen. But at this point, it, the, the team is it just feels stale, and it just needs some sort of invigoration. And if it comes in the form of right now, Jacob Pelche, why not? Because it's just. Because I feel like it's just going to be the same type of effort tomorrow night. It just feels, or like on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. feels like it's going to be more of the same on Saturday right now. Mm -hmm. It just feels like it's going to be the same. The thing for me with Pelche is that like you can't really compare him to some of the top prospects in other groups. Because Mm -hmm. like Patty mentioned, the Flames haven't really had high draft picks. You know, it was Matt Kachuk. Then the highest would be Matt Coronado, who's a college guy, so you're not going to see him anytime soon. Now, granted, anytime soon, take that with a grain of salt. But you're not going to see him probably in the near future. Pelche is the one guy that was drafted relatively high, has continued to get better at every level that we've seen him. I think Zary is on a similar trajectory, but it hasn't been like these guys are kind of those top 10 prospects across the entire NHL, right? Mm -hmm. They're good prospects. They're not like... These aren't top five overall guys that are, you're just waiting to get yeah. into the NHL. They take some seasoning. Well, at the, at the but same, you got to see them play. But what? Not that this really matters uh, to the big club because ultimately that's all what farm teams are. It's it's to help the big club win games because that's ultimately what we're here to do. But what kind of message does that send to the guys in the American League that they don't even get a look up here? Mm-hmm. Like you're not even getting a look, and I and I get the travel and all the stuff. We how many guests have we had who played in the show, and they go the difference between my goodness, uh, the NHL and the AHL is just miles apart. But but what kind of message is that sending to the prospects down in the American League? That oh yeah, you'll get called up, but you'll just be eating popcorn at the top of the dome. It maybe feels like there's a philosophy shift right now, and it's like well, the GM, the management want these young these these guys, these prospects up playing with the team. Coaching staff, no, we don't yeah. want that right now. I think there's feels like there's a philosophy split between the two right now. And like you listened to when we had our chat with Frank yesterday, he talked about it. There's been a divide between players and coach. I don't think that's you know fresh news to a lot of people. It has looked quite apparent for portions of this season. So I don't know. It's it's a tough spot to be in because. You'd love to see the kid, but, and honestly, I don't even know if it would be excellent. Like he could get in and it could just be a total, Mm -hmm. like it could be no good. He could make three mistakes and be sat down halfway through the game and then you're adjusting on the fly, right? Okay. But you got to give him a shot to at least show what he can do. Yeah. 
I I just don't think it would hurt. And I think you need that shot in the arm out of that game with the Lightning because all of a sudden, like the Avalanche are right there. Uh, Flames have played three more games. Flames clinging to a playoff spot right now. And yeah, the the Lightning had a a battle last night with the Oilers, but they'll come in rested. They have today off. Uh, going to be a tough game tomorrow afternoon against Calgary. In a game they got to win. And uh, I talked about it yesterday. I'm not sure if it's a look ahead spot. But I'm sure that guys in the room are very aware who's coming in Monday night. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a lot of energy down at the Dome on Monday night when Johnny's here in the Jackets. So uh, it's a game you don't want to look past because it's the team that's won two two of the last three cups and been to the final last year. Very formidable opponent, but you don't want to look past the Lightning. And I think maybe inserting Pelche in the lineup gives you that little bit of extra juice because... You won't need that mm-hmm. for Monday's game because no. that thing plays itself out. I think me and you both know as well, watching any of that Oilers-Lightning game yesterday, that's going to be a pretty angry Lightning team mm-hmm. coming in yeah. for a Saturday matinee. And they were not happy with the result yesterday. And even Maroon going after McDavid last night. That game was, <laughs> was super interesting. <laughs> that game was fun to watch. Yeah, it was fun to watch last night. Uh, still tons to do today. Uh, Lanny McDonald going to join us at 7.30. Jason Bukala from Sportsnet. He's an, he's their scout. Does a great job of uh, scouting the NHL. We'll ask him about the upcoming trade deadline, too. Derek Wills, the voice of the Flames. Um, later on in the show, too, um, how long is too long to be in someone's washroom at their house, at the bathroom? <laughs> oh, what a... Oh. Yeah, we'll do that later on in the show. It's Weird. the big show. George, Matt. Patrick, Alex, Internoa, Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's Friday. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, coming to you live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Later on in the show, Lanny McDonald, Flames legend. Pretty much the mayor, Calgary. You got to look at Alex's shoes? No, what? what's going on? Look at them. Why are you so dressed up today? What's your Is deal? reason? I wrecked my other pair of shoes on one of those scooters. Did you see Please. my shoes that I've been rocking since Christmas, George? Oh, these little slippers. Yeah. yeah. Sleeping bag shoes. Look at <laughs> look at you guys. Dirty you know, old vans. You know we dress <laughs> we're, we we dress like we work in radio. Like slobs. Yeah. Never do my hair, always throw a hat on, roll out of the shower and come to work. That's what I do. You got your AJ Green jersey on, repping your bangles for this weekend. Who day? He was really good with them once. Yeah, he was. Um, later on the show, too, he was once. the only good player. Once. Uh, later on in the show, it's National DJ Day. We'll talk about that. Love that. Um, and uh, how long is too long to be in somebody's bathroom? Especially if it isn't yours. Jim Ursay knows. Hey, don't don't blow my. Sorry. Don't crush the tease there. That's why it's called a tease. Maybe not a lot of people know who Jim Ursay is. Okay, well, that's a fair point, too. I don't think I don't think Inter Noah knows who Jim Ursay is. No, do you know who Jim Ursay is? Yeah, I think he's just coming back he's in. He's just right coming now. in, yeah. Oh, okay. It's like you when I ask you a question and somehow you've disappeared out of the studio. It's very similar. <laughs> That's why this wall needs this to go away. Feels, uh, this is what it feels is, like. Inter Noah, you, you, can you come here for a sec? Um, just give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Do you know who Jim Ursay is? You, who he is knows he? who Jim Ursay is. Wow, okay. Ding, ding, ding. Good job. Noah. Owner of the Colts. Um, all right, time for uh, the Rose Report. Brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW... Choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Oh, yes, sir. Riding that train right into the weekend. Final morning report of the week. So 
Let's have a little bit of fun. Flames practice today before they host the Lightning in a matinee game on Hockey Day in Canada tomorrow. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be 15 hours of broadcast here on uh, the Sportsnet television network. Those same Lightning, they were up to QE2. They took on the Oilers last night. We'll uh, get that recap, plus 12 other games on the slate as it was a very busy Thursday. Just two games tonight. We got the whole NHL story. We'll get you set for the NFL weekend. George has a Raptors breakdown for you. The Aussie Open continues. We got golf updates. I got a Stan Peters sign-in for you. If you can play DN, give me a call. We also got the Hitman in action this weekend. Chaotic Armadillo. So uh, lots to get to. Let's waste uh, no time. Yesterday, an off day for the Calgary Flames. Practice this morning at 1030 you can check out our boy Pat Steinberg's Twitter for the lines from practice. Intrigued to see it after the head coach did throw them in a blender during Wednesday's disappointing loss to the Avalanche. This is what they looked like. Manjapani was skating with Nazem Kadri and Blake Coleman. Lindholm was skating with Tyler Toffoli and Jonathan Huberto. Adam Rzichka was centering Walker Dewar and Milan Lucic. And Trevor Lewis had been bumped up to play with Michael Backlund and Dylan Dubé. I don't know if those will be the lines that we see today. Mm. Maybe we see Peltier get a shot. But that's what they ended the game with, and we'll continue to wait with bated breath for 10.30 when they start doing line rushes. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how you can break up the backland line. There's one line on this team that can look themselves in the mirror and go, yeah, we've been pretty damn good the last month. It's that line. Here's the thing. Blake Coleman and Michael Backlund, I both look at them as fixer type of guys especially the way the Michael Backlund has been playing lately. So I understand if they're like, hey, this guy's not going well, stick him with one of these guys. And maybe they don't see enough guys going well, but I totally agree. Is there a more consistent tandem on this team than Michael Backlund and Blake Coleman? You'd be hard-pressed to find one. One of the quotes out of the post-game avails uh, from Daryl Sutter. This one caught some attention. Greatest coach in the history of the game told me once, sometimes it's better to get beat 9-1. They would end up losing that game 3-1. to and didn't feel like they had some good moments where they pressed as the game went on. But then we have that from Daryl. Asking if the team kind of needs a little bit of a kick in the pants, perhaps. Doesn't it feel like uh, that loss to the Avalanche, a uh, little bit of revisionist history? Because I, I heard some of Pat's show yesterday, and they had uh, Brett Cran on, Cron? Brent Cron. Brent Cron, uh, talking about Referee how... Referee uh, for the Beer League game. Yeah, mm. looking forward to that. I think he's going to get mic'd up, which is going to be super fun. Oh, yeah. Brent Cron. And he was talking about how the first goal, Marstrom's got to control the rebound. Yeah, I get the finger pointing at Marstrom, but they they started the game flat as a pancake, and they were, they were just mm-hmm. skated out of the barn mm-hmm. by the avalanche. Like, you need to be right away, and this team, it's getting to that point where you have to start playing a little desperate, and it's only January, but... This team is going to be tooth and nail to make it to the playoffs. And again, this team is built, and I think we can all agree, just get into the damn dance, and maybe this team can do some damage because they feel like they're a team built for the postseason. But right now, you can't afford to start slow, especially tomorrow afternoon. Mm-hmm. And the words of Rick Ball, as he says, uh, as he said last week in Dallas, afternoon games can be super wacky. Could yep. get super wacky tomorrow down at the Dome. You have to start out great. Mm-hmm. But enough with this goaltending or nitpick what happened to the Avalanche. They were super flat in their first period, mm-hmm. and they were dominated in period one by the Avalanche. There wasn't even close. They looked like a team that had been on the road for two weeks. Yeah. But there was still some time between that game, too. Oh, yeah. There, it and wasn't again, back I don't back. know. Even coaches, like, they can't even explain it. Like, uh, Ryan Huska was on post game with the guys uh, after that loss to the Avalanche, and he was asked that question. What is it about the first game back? 
Nobody has any idea That's why that is. It's across the league. Right, but at the same... Okay, it's, so then so then the excuse was against the Predators, well, it's the last game of the road trip, we'll start off slow. And then because it's the first game back of a road trip, you start off slow. Well, you can't afford to start slow against the Lightning tomorrow. It's... Yeah, they're way too good of a team, and that's a team that uh, on Saturday uh, that'll be here on Saturday after taking on the Oilers up the QE two last night. As we take a look at the rest of the slate, Bolts had won five in a row. The Oilers had won four straight going into this game. It was actually really rowdy to start. We had a Darnell Nurse fight. We had uh, Patrick Maroon chucking fists with Clem Costin. There was a couple of tilts. Actually, a great game to watch. This one was tied going into the third period. Blue line skating onto it is McDavid into the lightning zone down the right wing. He'll drive to the net. Save Vasilevsky. He scores! McDavid with the second opportunity puts it under Vasilevsky. Our boy Cam Moon calling McDavid's 39th goal of the season part of a two-point night where he was also minus two and the Oilers won the game five to three that's five straight wins for the Edmonton Oilers there was a lot of juice in that game last night it was very intense between the two teams and Steven Stamkos again continuing to get it gets it done for the uh lightning uh one positive maybe this Vasilevsky did play last night Mm -hmm. do you think the Flames miss him then tomorrow afternoon Hard to say, though, because... Did Elliot go against Vancouver? It was a back-to-back. Let me really quickly check if Elliot went against Vancouver. Well, it should matter because there's a day off between games, but Vasilevsky did play last night. Yeah, but the question would be because they played on Wednesday as well, and Brian Elliot stopped uh, stopped 37 of 39 shots Wednesday, Mm -hmm. so Vasilevsky went Thursday. So I doubt they go Elliot two out of three. You probably get Vasilevsky Saturday. All right, I was yeah. trying to be hopeful. <laughs> I, I see what you mean, but I think that they probably slated it to say, hey, why don't we give Brian Elliott the Canucks? That yeah. feels like the place to put him. Three other Canadian teams in action. The Leafs were hosting the Jets in an all-Canadian affair. Austin Matthews stealing the show in this one. Leafs get it in over the line. Matthews in. Scores! It's not nil-nil anymore. The Leafs get the opening goal. Right off the faceoff, eight seconds into the period. Matthews with Bunting. Bunting takes his pass, tried to give it back to him when maybe he could have taken it wide himself. Now he tries to get it in front. He does! They score! Matthews! 23rd open up the scoring in the second period. As you heard Joe Bowen on the call, just eight seconds in, and he absolutely dances Mark Scheifele on the play to get to the net. Uh, and then the second one, just a nice play. Somehow Austin Matthews is wide open in the slot. Wouldn't recommend that as a defensive strategy against my, uh, number 34 to anybody, but he gets his 24th as well. The Buds end up winning it 4-1. to one. Connor Hellebuck stopped 23 of 26. Ilya Samsonov, 37 of 38 stops for the Buds. Very good last night. Um, real quick, too, they they uh, mentioned the All-Star, um, the rest of the All-Star teams. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Calgary's own William Nylander was hosed. He's got 24 goals, having an excellent season. He should be an All-Star. Now the fans were going to take Matthews. I, yeah. I, I get I, it. I, I, but still, I, I, get, I know. William Nylander belongs fans. in the All-Star game. There's so many guys that should be here that aren't. It's it's such a rough way that they, they go about ma- making the NHL All-Star team. Love the jerseys. Throwback to 94. Yeah, Holy like crap. Sure. They're beautiful. But, Sh- um, shout out to Stuart Skinner of the Oilers good. who got nominated, yep. even though he hasn't started in five games. Let's see. He'll be an All-Star. At least we don't have a John Scott situation. No. Because that's, no, that's no, no, what no. we were kind of worried about. Mm-hmm. Again, are we going to see some sort of 
like a radical Gudis making the NHL All-Star team, which would have been awesome, actually. But still, we He's, don't have that situation the host, with the NHL. Like, they only have Kachuk, obviously, going to the game, but they only have the... So, yeah, the hosts get kind of shafted there. With Also, uh, the Canadiens taking on those same Panthers. Panthers losing some bodies in this one after Paul Maurice lost a little bit of coin. Maurice fined $25,000 for this doozy press conference after the... Panthers and Leafs game earlier in the week. There'll always be penalties that you take in your game here, and there's a whole bunch you're not going to like at all. I thought we had the inordinate share of those. Um, hard to describe the call. Usually, at least they have enough there to argue. Come over and say, "Yeah, the stick got up," or the. I don't. I don't know what the hell those guys were doing tonight, but it wasn't uh, Florida Panther friendly. He had also mentioned that he doesn't get along with one of the referees, Francois Saint Laurent who threw him out in 2016, was refing that game as well, the one that he suspected of talking about. Cost him a tidy 25 Gs. Money for nothing. As for the injuries, Sergei Bobrovsky was playing his third game in four nights, six straight overall, hurt himself going post to post. Eric Stahl also took a pretty nasty reverse hit from Mike Matheson and left the game, didn't return, didn't look good for the veteran center. Cats would overpower the Habs in this game, 6-2 your final. Also two points for Matthew Kachuk. Plenty of interesting games around the Western Conference as well, specifically the Pacific, where the Flames sit fifth, but they're also only eight points back of the division leaders entering action yesterday. No division had a smaller margin of points between their first and fifth place teams entering action. We'll start at the top as the Golden Knights were hosting the Red Wings after losing back-to-back games since Mark Stone went down with injury. The Knights did their best. They outshot the Wings 35-25, to but Vili Husso stopped 33 of 35. The Red Wings won it 3-2, to and the Knights lose a third straight game. Oh, Kraken were hosting the Devils. Kraken also losing back-to-back games after they won seven straight on the road. This one got a bit dicey. They led 2-0 in 3-2, but they would end up winning in overtime 4-3 thanks to an Andre Burakovsky tally. As a result, the Kraken have passed the Golden Knights for top spot in the Pacific Division. It's the first time that Vegas has been out of that spot since October 23rd mm. when the Flames were there with a 5-4-1 record. T- times were good, George. How Again, we, we talked about this this week. Mark Stone out of the Vegas lineup. Enormous. And how much faith do you really have in their goaltending? I like Logan Thompson like, a lot. I know he's but... had a good season, but he could absolutely fade down the stretch here, and then they're in trouble. And, and you have the curse of Jack Eichel, who's never played in the playoffs. Like, I don't know, his stench of Jack Eichel all over the Golden Knights. Yeah, the trade, and that really worked out for the Sabres and Jack Eichel. But, is he, like, are we sure Vegas couldn't completely fold here down the stretch? They, are we sure about that? They totally folded at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. That was exactly what happened. And frankly, watching those games, Logan Thompson was the star of every single one. And every single one I watched, I went, Jack Eichel, I want more from you. If you're a Golden Knights fan, you'll want a lot more in those games. And you never really yeah, saw and it. And the Mark Stone injury again. It's just He's the heartbeat. Yep. What are you going to do when you lose a guy like that? Stars were in L.A. to battle the Kings. Bounce back spot for Dallas. They blew a three-goal lead to the Sharks the night prior. Hi, Sharks. As a result, the Stars were not happy. They took it to the Kings early. Set up to Roberts in the forward near the line, and then off the skates of Dowdy. Stolen back. Shot Sagan scores! He picked Dowdy's pocket. Tyler Sagan with a couple of goals about 10 minutes apart from each other in the first period as the Stars crushed the Kings in L.A. 4 to nothing. Over in the Central, Hurricanes host in the Wild. Tough news for Max Pacioretty. Don't want to play oh. doctor, but a non-contact injury on the power point looked to be that same ankle 
leg he had just rehabbed his Achilles tendon on, hoping for the best, but it did not look good. The Canes were able to nab the victory by a 5-2 to two score. Yeah, anyone who's had an Achilles injury say it feels like you've been kicked in the leg, That's- and you literally see Pacioretty with nobody around him look at his leg like somebody just kicked him. I Again, don't want to speculate. Uh, we're the furthest thing away from being medical professionals because we're just Dumbo radio hosts. But that did not look good for Pacioretty, a guy that the Hurricanes had a ton of hope for to maybe get them over the hump here. Elsewhere, the Blues handed the Predators a 5-2 loss. Good thing that ended in regulation if you're a Flames fan. Four goals in about 15 minutes of action between the second and third period saw the Preds drop this one in regulation. Also saw the Ducks beat the Blue Jackets 5-3. The Bruins tripled up the Rangers 3-1. Blackhawks over the Flyers 4-1. The Sabres beat the Islanders 3-2 in overtime. Ryan Miller had his jersey raised to the rafters prior to that game. And the Capitals shut out the Coyotes 4-0 at Mullet Arena. Tonight, just two games. Light slate. Senators and Penguins a goal at 5. Your nightcap sees the Avalanche visit the Canucks. And you mentioned the 12 All-Stars as well. You wanted to yell about the schedule for a second? No, it's just... You know how frustrated I get with the NHL I know. schedule because it's it's really irritating. It's busy one night, dead the next. Busy one night, dead the yeah, next. Just, so there's you, one, two, Tuesdays, three, Thursdays. four, 13 five, games yesterday. There's five games on Sunday going up against Cowboys and Niners, Bills and Bengals. Probably but not. But let's the only point. have let's only have two games on a night where everybody could be watching. Mm-hmm. And I know you're not scheduling your league based on the other leagues, but you should. <laughs> But you really should. Mm-hmm. Two games tonight, five on Sunday. Maybe should be reversed. Two games Sunday, five games tonight. And uh, you had mentioned so the 12 All-Stars voted into the All-Star game as well for the Atlantic. Matthews from the Leafs, Pasternak from the Bruins, Vasilevsky from the Lightning, from the Central, Hellebuck from the Jets, McKinnon and Rantanen from the Avs, from the Metro, Adam Fox and Artemi Panarin from the Rangers, Ilya Sorokin from the Islanders, Leon Dreisaitl and Stuart Skinner from the Oilers, and Bo Horvat from the Canucks, your Pacific Division. I just wonder, where are the other fans at? Like, both the Rangers get in, both the Oilers get in. Like, Stuart Skinner? The fan vote is pointless because... Like, I, hey. I I didn't even know the fan voting had ended. So and it ended I, and actually I, on Sunday. And I, I watch Again. a lot of NHL hockey. Yeah. So that I didn't know I, when the voting ended. I know. I know this. I know. I talked about how William Melander should be an All Star, but again, I don't really get that bent out of shape of All Star snobs and who should be there. Because I know what the All Star game is. It's a corporate schmooze, and it's for the kids. Yep. That's all it is. Yep. That's all it is for the NHL. Let's move on to the NFL. Uh, this weekend, we got four games, 2.30. I'll just get a quick thought on each of these from you, George. How about that? Okay, Jags right. and Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by 8.5 points. Total is 52.5. Mm. Doug Peterson faces Andy Reid in an interesting side storyline. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't know why I'm thinking this. I think the Jags can maybe make this a competitive game. Mm-hmm. Talk about playing with house money, a team that weeks ago had no chance to win their division. Mm-hmm. They come back down 27 nothing to the Chargers at home. Now they go to Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Nobody's really giving them a chance. I know that Trevor Lawrence is still dealing with that toe injury, but they do have an explosive offense. Mm-hmm. And why not potentially keep it close? Nobody gave the Dolphins a chance in Buffalo, and they almost pulled off the massive upset on Sunday. Patrick, why not? the Jags keep this thing relatively close against the Chiefs. They're playing with house money right now the way the Jags last two, three, two and a half months, the way they've lost only twice, I think, in this entire time, the way they've won games. Defensively, they've picked it up. Josh Allen, 
the rookie Trayvon Walker. It's it's going to be a, a tough affair for Kansas City, I think. And I know that offense hasn't missed a beat taking away Tyreek Hill. I, I think the Jays can definitely, they, what is it, uh, nine points? I think it's actually up to eight, ten now. Uh, uh, eight and a half oh, this morning. Eight and a half now? Uh, oh, see, the numbers going the other way. Oh. Uh, real quick, let your Uncle George help you out if you want to uh, put a little sprinkle on something. You mm-hmm. want to listen to this, folks? I... Uh, I've already kind of dug into Travis Kelsey's prop mm-hmm. already for the Saturday game. Are you going over? Uh, 79 and a half receiving yards. The Jags, and we saw what uh, Gerald Everett did to them on mm-hmm. Sunday. The Jags are horrendous at stopping the tight end. Dead last against uh, the tight end, according to Football Outsiders. Where's my phone? 32nd in the league <laughs> against the tight end. They cannot stop the tight end. Take everything Travis Kelsey on Saturday. I know it's very chalky, and I know they're going to try to double him. But they cannot stop the tight end, and they struggle big time. Take Travis Kelsey over the 79.5 receiving yards. 6-15 divisional matchup. Giants and the Eagles. Eagles favored by 7.5. Total set at for, uh, 48 points. Obviously, it's the first game for the Eagles as they head to bye. Yeah, if you if you believe that uh, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row in the league, well, look at look what the Niners did to the Seahawks mm-hmm. last weekend. Mm-hmm. They kind of beat them up, too. It was close and for a half, and then it was an yeah. absolute beatdown. Um, uh, the first meeting of these two teams, uh, the Eagles ran all over the Giants. I would expect to see that here on Saturday. But again, here's another team, much like the Jags, Patty. Host money here. Mm-hmm. Brian Dabo will have a good, solid game plan. And Vanilla Vic, a.k.a. Daniel Jones, played excellent against that mm-hmm. very porous Minnesota Vikings defense. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be interested to watch how the Eagles' defense plays. Uh, they haven't been their best probably since about the end of November. So that's going to be interesting to see how they control Daniel Jones. He went really, he had like 15 carries for like 75 yards or something like that against the Vikings. So it's going to be a lot of Daniel Jones, a lot of Saquon Barkley. And I trust that Giants' defense. It's going to be a close one. Bang, Bengals, Bills, 1 o'clock as we shift over to Sunday. Hootay, uh, Bills are favored by 5.5 points here. Total set at 49, like I mentioned. Uh, with the Eagles, first playoff game for the Bills. They had the bye last week. No, the, the Bills didn't have the bye last week. They beat the Dolphins. The 49ers had the bye last week. No, they no. didn't. They beat the Seahawks. Eagles the and Eagles Chiefs. Had the, the Eagles and Chiefs had the bye. I don't know what I'm doing it's here. It's all right. It's Friday. We got you. Um, Bengals just riddled with injuries mm-hmm. on the offensive line, which could be a, potentially a problem yeah. here in this game against the Bills. The only thing I'd be really worried about if I'm a Bills fan Josh Allen's turnovers mm-hmm. lately, ever, and I keep referencing this, ever, ever since that Sunday night game in Green Bay, he's been very careless with the football. Yep. And we know the offense is explosive, and they need a second pass catcher to emerge, much like it did last year in the playoffs when Gabe Davis exploded mm-hmm. and everyone took him super early in their fantasy football draft and were disappointed. Somebody outside of Stephon Diggs out of the pass catchers Needs to step up against the Bengals, who have a ton of depth, obviously, with Chase, yep. and Higgins, Boyd, Boyd, and Hurst, yep. and Samaje P. Ryan catching passes mm-hmm. out Joe of the backfield. Mixon. Joe Mixon. Uh, if, if Josh Allen can protect the football and they can get to Joe Burrow because that offensive line is so beat down, I think the Bills can get this potential. It, just, it just feels like Joe Burrow isn't going to be denied this year. It just feels like he he's going to do everything in his power to will this Bengal team. Oh, okay. I just, it just I know it's going to be tough with that offensive line, but the thing is, the Bills don't really generate much of a pass rush right now with Von Miller on the shelf. Like defensively, the Bills haven't been all that great. No. But I'm also wondering how much you know. 
DeMar Hamlin could run that team out the tunnel and that spirit in that stadium and that oh, friggin', that man. could just and, be electric. And doesn't it feel like we're, we're just headed to that neutral site game in Atlanta between I, the Bills and the Chiefs? Oh, I don't want that. That's, but, that's it, what it, I mean. Like, it just feels like we're headed to that Because game. the Bills and Chiefs deserve to be played at Arrowhead or 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 uh, Highmark Field or something like that yeah. because, it, I don't know. It's just, it's just And the aesthetically, Mercedes-Benz Stadium... Ugliest stadium to watch a football game in. Wow. The lighting is absolutely terrible. Okay. Yeah. A lot, watch, a lot, a lot of St. Louis Rams of, vibes in the, that the stadium. The carpet? Oh, yeah. my. Oh, I hated that okay. stadium, too. All right. Let yeah. them know, bud. Uh, <laughs> hating they have a Chick-fil-A in that stadium. I'm sure they which do. Which isn't open on Sundays <laughs> during game day. Cowboys 49ers. 49ers favored by four points. Totals 46 and a half. Another rivalry game. The Cowboys were ousted by the Niners in the opening round of the playoffs last year. Apparently, 97-year-old Jerry Jones said this week he knows how to beat the 49ers. Well, he saw it once. He knows the formula. (laughs) Again, I keep saying this. Eventually, it's going to catch up to the Niners that they have a rookie quarterback. Or they're going to ride this guy all the way to the Super Bowl. But I just feel like there'll be an instance in this in this postseason where he'll make a mistake or make a bad throw that might mm-hmm. cost this team ultimately. But as of right now, Kyle Shanahan has this team firing on all cylinders and the yak, the yards after the catch with this team with McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle. Kittle is the best uh, again, at it. <laughs> can can Micah Parsons get to Brock Purdy? Is is Trayvon Diggs gonna take some big time chances here, trying to get an interception or get burned deep? by guys like even Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game is so fascinating to me, and if Dakota, Dak Prescott, can play as well as he did against the Bucks, I think this could be a really close game. Teams that have played on Monday the week before have never won the next wow. game. But also the Cowboys were also riding an 0 for 8 on the road in the playoffs. That's true. And snapped that Monday in Tampa Bay against who else but Tom Brady. Yeah, and I'm wondering, just Dak, this is last year. Like, how much is this in like that game? They could have won that game last mm-hmm. year against San Francisco if Dak was just a little smarter with the clock. Yep. That'll do it for the football story. A couple other things to wrap up real quick. At the Aussie Open, Felix Ajay Aliassime is on to the third round. He bested the Argentinian Francesco Cirindolo in four sets. And Hubert Hercatch bested Denis Shapovalov in five sets. Tiebreaker in the first. He actually came back from two sets down, tied it up, but then lost in the fifth set. Yeah, uh, that's it. Felix Ajay Aliassime, the final Canadian left. In that tournament, where uh, upsets have been uh, the the order of the day, especially mm-hmm. on the men's side. At the PG are on the PGA uh, tour, the American Express at Pete Dye Stadium course in La Quinta, California, one of the hardest courses on the entire tour. Uh, four Canadians playing at this tournament. Adam Hadwin had a great show, and he was four under par. Nick Taylor minus two. Taylor Pendrith minus one. Michael Glickich was one over par. Those are your four Canadians in the field. As for our pool. Patrick Cantley was minus four. Mm. He is six strokes off the leader. And then Will Zalatoris, my pick, seven strokes off the leader. Brooke Henderson is leading the Tournament of Champions as the LPGA kicks off its season. Uh, First gathering of the LPGA down in Orlando, Florida. She was five under in her first round. She has a one-stroke lead. She'll tee off just after 8 a.m. Calgary time. And some local notes. The Wranglers visit the Canucks. Friday and Saturday night. Both those games are at 8 o'clock Calgary time. The Hitmen have a 3-3 three and three weekend. They host the Brandon Wheat Kings. That'll go at 7 o'clock tonight. They visit the Medicine Hat Tigers at 7 on Saturday. Then on Sunday, they host the Red Deer Rebels. I'll host that game for you as well. Our pregame will go at 3 o'clock. Logan will be your host for this evening. And the Stampeders have signed linebacker Cam Judge. Two more years for the Will linebacker on that Stampeders defense free agency for the CFL opens in February. And good night and good luck to you, sir. You didn't want to do the Raptors thing?
We got mm. nothing at seven. All right, here we go. Uh, Raptors blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter and lost in Minnesota to the T-Wolves, 128-126. They had no answer for D'Angelo Russell, who scored 16 of his 25 in that fourth quarter. Raptors, although did shoot 52.9% from the field, but the Raptors, again, losing, outscored 23 to... Good game from Scotty Barnes, though. He's back. Yeah, it looks like he's back. He's playing well now. Yeah. Is shaking off that sophomore slump. But this team, they, I think it's time to just start axing and, and, some and guys here. And if you read here. some of the the Fred and Fred Van Vliet posting IG pictures with him and uh, Gary Trent together, interesting. I feel both are rumored ideal. to be on their way out. I feel like you could uh, move some pieces out and try and plummet as far as you can. No, they can't be as bad as teams like Houston, yeah, like Detroit, and Orlando. Those teams are just... They're in NBA purgatory right now. Yeah. Oh, no. Much like the Vancouver Canucks. They're in the middle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And you don't want to be in the middle of the NBA. No, you don't want to be the Vancouver Canucks of the NBA. All right, great job, Maddie. Thank uh, you. The Rose Report brought to you by MotorWorks. Average. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price. By 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street, Southeast. Uh, straight ahead, we'll tee up this Flames and Lightning game, which goes down tomorrow afternoon. Uh, it's National DJ Game. National DJ Day, not game, but DJ Game. And uh, later on in the show, how long is too long to be in somebody's bathroom at their home? We'll get to all of that. It's uh, the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.